from Television City in Hollywood. This is Mr. Potter. It's come to my attention that a bunch of you discontented, lazy rabble are setting in to listen to the Spud Goodman Christmas Special. Yeah, sentimental hogwash. Why, Spud Goodman is worth more dead than alive. But it's no skin off my nose. Go ahead and waste your time. But I'll tell you what I will do. I'm going to swear out a complaint against Spud Goodman with the FCC. <laughs> and Accordion Joe, too. Show and here he is, Mr. Yuletide himself, Spud Goodman. Greetings and our Ola, and of course, uh, yeah, Merry Christmas and Feliz Navidad. I am Spud Goodman. Yes. Welcome to our gala holiday special. Um, now we do these Christmas shows each year, and I have to say, in the past. I've had to really get into my own head to force myself to not be my normally negative self. Christmas! Ha! Bah! Humbug! Now, I've finally been convinced by others that the downer vibe is not real appropriate for this time of year. Thus, I promise on this show I will do my very best to celebrate rather than just tolerate, all right? I won't lie, to do this, I made the decision to triple my dosage of Lexapro, at least until New Year's Day. Hopefully it won't like cause permanent damage to my genetic wiring, as I'm not going to have kids of my age anyway, so it should be okay. All right, so let's begin with uh, introducing our designated laugher, my Aunt Dorothy. Give us a snappy holiday chuckle, if you would. Ha, 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 ha. Was that Christmassy enough? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Thank you for that. And now I'm required to introduce our, our temporary permanent co-host, Joel Holcomb. It is Christmas time, so you can say a few words here. Just be brief and succinct, like a howdy and a quick holiday reference, okay? Yeah. Well, a, a, a howdy is not, in my mind, sufficiently holiday-related. So how about something like, um, I sure hope everyone now listening is having a holly jolly Christmas season. Uh, yeah, okay. that's good. O okay, it's okay. Uh, I guess it's gonna work. But moving on, I wanted to. Oh, then, well, th that's you know, not my full holiday greeting I, I, that I want to deliver to everyone. I actually have written a statement, and it's <clears throat> here in my pocket. If you give me just one second. <laughs> sure, sure. Take all the time you want. I mean, everyone, you know, listening now can put their life on hold while you're rummaging through your freaking pocket to find your holiday state of the union address. No problem. Okay, no, no. <clears throat> Take your time. I have it. I have it right here. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, if I could have just a few moments of your time. Ladies and gentlemen, as what I about our younger listeners? 
Man, I mean, ladies and gentlemen, sounds like you're addressing the Metamucil adult diaper audience. We have fans really? from all age groups. Please don't brand us as having just the Fox News demographic, man. What? Oh, you are so right, Spud. No show can last with just the old fogey audience. Uh, okay, all right, all right. I will expand my address to all the youngsters also listening, okay? Youngsters? This is not a little radio show on the prairie, man. I, I well, know you dig that Laura Ingalls uh, lady, but uh, again, not our demo. Her books are as out of touch with kids these days as all those werewolf ones are. Kids have moved on, you know. Jeez, okay, you guys, I get it. Okay, I will not be age-specific here. So, what I, I want to wish each and every one who listens to this show and has shown support for me over the last couple of years, a very Merry Christmas. I hate toys! Words cannot express how thankful I am as <sighs> without you, I would be a nobody. Yeah. Some guy going through life in search of his purpose. You see, I found my purpose in my role as co-host of The Spud Goodman Show. Oh my goodness. I have been preparing for this since I was able to speak my first words. And hey, can I, have can I ask you what your first word was? You know, I'm just curious. I bet it was something boring like Dada or Juice Box. Uh, well, actually, I believe my mother's always told me my first word was poop. That's so hot. Nice. You know, my first word was Yahtzee. Really? You know, I was told I was a very gifted baby. Uh, and maybe because your parents would play Yahtzee for days at a time, Spud. Yeah. Well, yeah, you too. know, sometimes I would come over and I'd find you and your sister begging for something to eat. Yeah, I kind of remember that they were intense Yahtzee players and I know both of them hated to lose. You're going to get so tired of winning, you're going to say, Mr. President, please, we don't want to win anymore. It's too much. Okay, can I please finish my holiday yeah, yeah, greeting? Yeah, okay, <clears throat> I just wanted to express how much I You know, how, on I second thought, uh, we just need to move on here. I have to introduce our well, musical not, guest. Not, oh. not, not if you don't mind. You know, they've performed on our show so many times that they are now our official house band. Say hello to Trees and Timber. Yeah. 
This is the Spud Goodman Christmas Special. What's up, guys? This is the world champion, Judah Friedlander, and you're listening to the Spud Goodman Show. Why? Because you're a winner. Uh, hey, Spud. Yeah. Your first guest, Joe Scarborough, is on the line for you now. You might enjoy this guest. You know, yeah. he, Joe was a Republican congressman before he got his own talk show. Morning Joe on MSNBC each morning, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, but, but you, you know, my wife has blocked MSNBC in our home. They are not our friend. But I have seen it occasionally when I'm on the road in motels. Motels? Yeah, well, I've stayed at hotels too, but motels are more economical. You just need to do some research to find a motel that offers a nice continental breakfast. Oh, a powdered donut hole and an orange slice is not my idea of a breakfast, Gerald. You get what you pay for in this world. Yeah, really. Anyway, we don't want to keep Joe on hold forever. You know he was chosen as one of the most influential media types around, so put him on before he hangs up on us. Don't be so overly dramatic about it. Yeah, okay, okay. H here he is. Welcome talk show host, author, former congressman, and now most notably musician Joe Scarborough. Thanks so much for coming on our show. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it, Spud. Yeah, okay. Joe, outside of your uh, TV gig on MSNBC, Morning Joe, which airs weekdays 6 to 9 Eastern Standard Time, you're also working, you know, you're a working musician with multiple albums released and have a brand new record out titled A Very Drumpf Christmas, which is now available everywhere, correct? That is correct. I've been, um, you know, I've been a musician uh, my whole life. You know, my mom, my mom pushed me to start uh, playing piano at five uh, and then I, of course I think like most kids that are in music I, I picked up the guitar started a band and I've been writing songs since I was 10 or 11 and uh, got been talking to Sony and last summer uh, we did a deal and so I put out an e I'm putting out an EP every month and December right. seemed like a good time to put out a Christmas EP and so uh, so we're releasing it this Friday very excited about it yeah, well, you know, I, I got to say, I'm, I'm a regular viewer of, of Morning Joe, though. It's on so freaking early out here on the West Coast. I mostly catch it in short segments as I, you know, I leave the TV on during the night. And when I'm making visits number eight or nine to urinate, I stop and watch until I fall back asleep. Until the next time I have to get up. But anyway, even in, in interrupted segments, it's a really informative program. Good show. What? Well, I'm, I'm glad that we are. Uh, I'm glad that we we aid you uh, yeah. when you have to go to the bathroom eight or nine times a night. Yeah, it happens. It's, it's you're a great you're great company. I guess I'm saying, but anyway, all right. Well, um, <laughs> so so when you officially left the Republican Party or or it left you, how much hate mail did you receive? You know, like on social media, I'm guessing it wasn't like leaving a religion in that sandy part of the world, but still, the haters must have gotten in their two cents, right? Yeah, I mean, I think they did, but I had been so critical of the Republican Party for the past decade on, on a lot of different fronts. I think I think a lot of Republicans saw it coming. I will tell you, one of the things that surprised me were the number of people in conservative media and also members of the, the party that were in Congress that called me up and basically whispered, man, I wish I could do that, because it's just gotten so hard to defend the stupidity uh, of of a lot of lot of the things that a lot of Republican leaders have been doing over the past several years, and of course, it's it's sort of hit a peak right now, and we're we're yeah. seeing it play out 
uh, we're seeing it play out every morning on our show. Well, what's your take on all the GOP moderates thrown in the towel not running for re-election? Because I, I really think their country needs them, as I don't think our founding fathers envisioned one of our two major parties and Congress filled only with Louis Gohmert's, Joe Bartons, and Steve King's. What do you think? Well, I'm with you. I, 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 I wish they would stay in. I wish they would put up the fight now uh, and continue, uh, you know, run for re-election and actually trust the people in their state to make the right decisions. We, we see this all the time where a party gets in power and maybe they go too far left, they go too far right. Uh, the, the, the Trump Republican Party has gone too far crazy, and we're going to see yeah. a backlash. We saw it in Virginia. We saw women standing in the rain in Northern Virginia for hours because they wanted to send a message to Donald Trump. And I, I think you're going to see it in 2018. So I wish some of these Republicans who act moderate, but are actually pretty conservative, I wish they would stay in there and, and fight the good fight, because you're right. We don't just need a Steve Bannon Republican Party. Really? Spud. How many times must I come to the defense of Steve Bannon? The mainstream media continues to mock him. Oh, uh, hey, Joe, I need a moment here. Okay. What? Well, with all respect to Joe, people need to accept the new and improved Republican Party. Uh, I think it was just in 2008 when pundits said the GOP would never return to the White House. And look what happened in 2016. America is great once again. Really? Okay. Well, let me say this. 2016 will go down in future history books with an asterisk next to it. People in the year like 2,228 will know quite well that it was a teaching moment for this country. You know, like with the Civil War, supply-side trickle-down economics, and Matt Lauer. Now butt out of this interview and let me finish up with Joe. All right, I'm back. Sorry about that. Okay, fantastic, but... Yeah, well... The, this one, I want to hit you with a holiday question. With with all the acrimony in D.C. these days, you know, the, the Hatfield uh, McC and McCoy vibe, is there even a tiny little bit of Christmas spirit alive in the halls of our government, or has that ship sailed a few years ago? Well, you know, it's, it's, there are a lot of times people are different on TV than they are in person. And I, I know that when I was, I was in Congress, I spent most of my time with Democrats. Most of my friends were Democrats, even though I had like a 95% conservative rating. That still happens some. I'm, I'm afraid, though, that it's become so divided and so divisive that that, you know, that, that center aisle that the president walks down when he's giving the State of the Union address has yeah. become more like a sort of a demilitarized zone. The two sides just don't cross, don't talk, uh, don't work together as much as they should. That's the only way our government works if they start working together, and they haven't done that for a very long time, unfortunately. Well, when you were in Congress, did you guys ever, like, draw names for a bipartisan gift exchange or maybe have a Secret Santa deal going? <laughs> that would be a very good idea, but no, we but we did talk to each other, and we were friends, and we would actually pass bills together. I, I know one of the first days I got, uh, Harold Ford Jr. got there. He was a young uh, congressman from Tennessee. He came over, and we, we worked on a bipartisan education reform bill together. That's the sort of thing that could happen in the past. It just doesn't happen so much anymore. If you're a Republican and you go to leadership and said, hey, I've got this bipartisan bill, chances are good. 
you know, the leadership would tell you they'd never even let it on the floor. Yeah, you know, I remember in a conversation I had with Tom Daschle and Trent Lott, they were talking about the Senate cafeteria closing down. That's is that is that open or is it still closed? I I don't know. I, I guess it's still closed. That's, yeah. that's unfortunate if that's the case because you know we'd go to the House dining room and again that's where Republicans and Democrats could sit together. You would see people bring in their children or bring in their spouses, and it was a great opportunity to again become friends. When when your friends Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan were friends, uh, even though they were political uh, adversaries, and it it just makes a big difference when America needs both sides to come together if you were friends with the other side then you can make that deal a lot easier it's something that mika my co-host her father dr brzezinski when he was national security advisor you know the people on his staff you know he had condy rice on his staff had bob gates had a lot of other republicans on his staff even though he was a lifelong democrat Right. I, yeah, I mean, I hear you totally. All right, well, looking ahead to 2020, I know the Democrats are in need of fresh blood for sure, but from what you know of to, like today, what are the chances of Trump winning re-election if he's not in prison? Well, that's a big if. I, I, I would, uh, if I were Donald Trump, I would be a lot more concerned with Robert Mueller uh, than I would be with re-election. But Good the point. Trump team thinks that they can win Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania and Ohio again and, and somehow thread the needle and get reelected. I, I don't see it happening. It's a Steve ba- the, Donald Trump bought into Steve Bannon's view of politics, which is a 33% view. We're just going to work on our hardcore 33% base, and the other two-thirds of the country can go to hell. And that's the way they've been governing. That's the way he's been communicating. That's the way they've been politicking. And, hey, 33%, it may in maybe in parliamentary elections maybe 33 percent makes you prime minister it doesn't make you president so i i I do not see it happening again and i don't even know if he's going to make the four years all right well you know we don't have much time i was going to ask you the joe biden question if you were going to rule out a run for the presidency yourself because i mean i know i know you don't host a reality show but you know a daily program discussing issues of the day for three hours you think that uh, maybe that's a disqualifier but anyway all right well let me state once again that you have a new record out a holiday offering, a very drumpf Christmas, now available online everywhere. And you also have three other records available at iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon. And you can be found at, at JoeNBC and at Scarborough. Hey, we really appreciate you squeezing us in your busy schedule. Man, it's great talking to you. Thanks so much for uh, thanks so much for having me on the show, Spud. Thank you very much, Mr. Joe Scarborough. just got time to mix yourself a fresh eggnog, the Spud Goodman Gala Christmas Spectacular returns after this brief intermission. When you plan a party, a Christmas party, with wonderful goodies to eat, when you plan a party with food that's hearty and sweet things to make it complete, if you've got some questions, then we've got suggestions that we would like to express to help you plan a fine party, a Christmas party, and make it a big success. 
Now return to more seasonal Yuletide festivity on The Spud Goodman Show Gala Christmas Special. So let's play some Christmas music right now. I, I downed an extra large gulp of Mountain Dew, you know, before the show, and I need to pee. This in our pants yet? I think I can say that on the air. Oh, well, no need to hurry back, Spud. I can handle things while you're in the restroom, so you know, take your time. You know I have issues relieving myself when I feel pressure or anxiety. Is this some well-thought-out plan to pull a coup while I'm in the restroom? I won't sell you out. I mean, you are family. If things get hairy while you're gone, I'll text you in the bathroom. Well, if it is war they want, then war they shall have! Spud, I would never attempt to wrest control of the show. You know that, right? You know, people lie a lot, so you got to be on your toes. Uh, no, I don't. I'm going to be back in a jiffy, so nobody move. Uh, this tune is by The Damned, and it's titled There Ain't No Santa Claus. Uh, hit it, and I'm going to be right back. to the Spud Goodman Christmas Special. You know, that triple dose of Lexapro feels like it's wearing off. I need a handful more. Here's the problem. You don't know the history of psychiatry. I do. 
Too bad I left the bottle at my apartment. Uh-oh. Well, I have your back, Spud, and I won't let you slip into your anti-Christmas default mood. Uh, try focusing on what the true meaning of Christmas is. The act of self... Well, like if it was as easy as just thinking of, like, Frosty the Snowman or Rumballs, I, I wouldn't have to take drugs to make me a happy holiday camper. You're worth more dead than you are alive. Well, thank goodness we don't have a Christmas tree here in the studio. Remember when you set your family's fake tree on fire when you were, were you were like eight or nine? Well, I had no idea plastic trees were so flammable. Mm. And I didn't do it on purpose, Aunt Dorothy. Really? Mean, you make it sound like I was, a little, I was a little pyro freak or something. It was an accident. I was just trying to light, uh-huh. you know, and fire some tinker toys with my dad's cigarette lighter. And bam, the tree went up in flames. And it must have been like 30 seconds. It was gone. And thank God my sister ran and got that fire extinguisher. You know, it didn't cause that much damage, just the drapes nearby, and the the tree was so thrashed it was time to get a new one anyway. Yes, the one smart thing your parents did while you were growing up was to have a fire extinguisher in every room of the house. Good call, yo. Yep, and most of them are put to good use. Uh, Spud, you have a call. It's Accordion Joe, and I guess he wants to know why we aren't playing any of his Christmas songs on the show. Uh, Should I tell the, the interns to get rid of him? Well, you know, since he's listening to this show right now as you speak, it's probably not a wise idea. Oh, yeah. As you know, he's going to then try to jam up our phone lines. We have another guest calling later, so just take his freaking call. Joe, are you there? Hell yes, I'm here. And listen, I've got a question for you chumps. Why in the hell do I have to be screened by those punks you have answering the phones? What the hell's going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, please don't call our interns punks. I mean, okay, Chance is often quite disrespectful to me, but the rest of them are pretty nice. I, 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 I've heard that you want us to play one of your holiday tunes, but I, I just don't think we have anything ready right now. Why don't we try again next year, as that would give us enough time to have something ready to go. Yes, but as- you know what they are telling me? We do have an Accordion Joe Christmas song ready, if you want it. Well, it's about time you put something decent on this holiday special. I mean, come on, guys. What are they going to play now? Um, how about something from, like, maybe just one of those 12 days of Christmas? Do you have any songs so you can break it down? And like, do we have anything? What's he got? What do we got over there? I don't know. Just a very short snippet I- I'm willing to go with, all right? Okay. Yeah. That's all the time we have, man. Just, yeah, just yeah. put something on just a few seconds. We got it. We got it. We got it. Here it is. Could break down over the pass. 
You know, man, the mountains are dangerous. Not a safe idea. Are you familiar with that Donner party? I mean, hey, J- Joe, um, we do have to go, though. I'm being told we have to play some decent Christmas music later, all right? Hey, hey, but, 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 but wait a minute. Wait. Uh, Spud, I can see on the schedule that you're schedule? holding. Yeah, I can see yours. And someday, I still really hope that I'll get my own schedule. Uh, well, we'll see. Anyway, it says we're supposed to play some c- more Christmas music right now. Uh, I happen to bring a few 45s with some classic songs if you want to give the to the guys on the board. I think our listeners would enjoy them. I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you there. Um, you know, no is the answer. Uh, we're not going to be playing anything from your personal record collection. Who did you bring, by the way, though? It looks like the box set of K-Tail Christmas Classic 45s. Um... Probably a ton of Andy Williams tunes, right? Well, yes. I, I do have a few of Andy's hits in my collection. Okay. W- would you like to hear one right now? Because, listen, let me let me get my stack over here. Hey, if you play Andy Williams, I am out of here. Ooh, yeah. Uh, nothing against Andy, but well, if I hear his White Christmas one more time, at least at least a couple of my vital organs will fail. And that's the truth. Hey, you guys... Play Silent Night by the Dickies, if you would. I left that over there. Listening to the Spud Goodman Christmas Special. Spud, 
your next guest, Mick Foley, is waiting to cool, speak with you. Cool, cool. Last time he was on, I didn't have enough time to really talk wrestling. You know, he's truly a legend. I believe he has a Christmas book out now that you know he, that we're going to talk about. Mick is really into this time of the year. Please call me Winter. Well, Spud, you know, I'm a big pro wrestling fan, too. I have an appreciation for their physiques. They yeah. are all tanned and so well built with their muscles, often glistening in the lights. And gosh darn it, their outfits are so darn skimpy. I, I got to believe they must often feel objectified. Seek immediate medical help for an erection lasting more than four hours. So what? And I was a huge fan of mankind. Mick is one tough dude. Yeah, I mean, he's taken some real punishment over the years. It's good he's focusing on his writing career nowadays. Put him through. Uh, very well. Here he is. Welcome back to the show, wrestling legend and Christmas aficionado, Mick Foley. Thanks for checking in with us. Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, you have a new book out titled St. Mick, My Journey from Hardcore Legend to Santa's Jolly Elf, now available everywhere. So at what age did you begin to bond so intimately with Christmas? You really, really like this time of year, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I loved it as a child, uh, but I think it's when I had children of my own uh, and was on the road most of the year with WWE. Uh, well, first WCW and then WWE. Um, where I realized like I could extend the Christmas season. I could make up for the days that I wasn't there by, you know, talking about it for months on end, you know, building Christmas to the biggest possible uh, experience it could be. And, uh, and then when I um, moved uh, back to Long Island in 2000, uh, we had an old home that needed renovating everywhere. And instead of going like with a bathroom or kitchen, like most people would, I was saying, I need a Christmas room. <laughs> it's like, wow. I'm like, what about this? What about this bath that doesn't work? Like, I want a Christmas room. And so I uh, created a year-round environment where we could, uh, you know, have a little bit of the warmth of Christmas every day. Super. Well, I I know you've assumed the character of Santa on numerous occasions publicly. Like, weren't you run over by a truck at Santa on a WWE event? There's no mercy even in a full costume, what do you huh? Say? I believe Santa was. Oh, I'm uh, sorry. My bad. Yes. That I was yes. that guy. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, now, on the surface, being run over by Santa on Christmas Eve on live television <laughs> might not seem to be in the best interest of the children. Yeah, yeah. Just good, preface good point. what I'm about to say by reminding people that Santa Claus actually died in the first Santa Claus movie. He died. <laughs> so. Oh. Our Santa was run over, but he came back to life in WWE style. Uh, just when you thought he had flatlined, the uh, beeping instead turned to dingle bells. There was a dramatic return. There were smiles all around, and Christmas was saved. Uh, but I do remember being in that uh, trainer's room thinking to myself, I'm not sure this is in the best interest <laughs> I think it worked. The children. It worked. Yeah, it was. A, it turned out to be a great episode. It was done with a little bit of a wink and a nod. And Santa is always, you know, portrayed on WWE as, uh, um, you know, as a as being a legitimate, real deal. And he was treated as such. And uh, you know, it was it was really a, it was a really a fun episode. Although I do understand that across the globe, there were some concerned children who went to bed. 
Really? Maybe cried themselves to sleep, and then were, you know, were very joyful to find out that Christmas had not been ruined by Alberta Del Rio. Yeah, you guys kind of pulled a War of the Worlds deal there, but anyway, all right. Well, um, <laughs> so Mick, if you actually were Santa Claus, would you be happy with just the milk and cookies people left out for you, or would you order some food with, like, a bit more protein and fiber, and also maybe some creatine? <laughs> I don't know about the creatine. I never saw. I never personally never derived any value from that. I would say, uh, first of all, milk sours. <laughs> it gets. Uh, there are problems that go along with drinking a glass of milk at half a million homes. Uh, Good point. Five hundred million homes. Spud. Yes. Well, if I could add my opinion on this topic, if I were Santa, I would be just fine with milk and cookies. It's a Christmas tradition. Uh, in the Holcomb house, we have always left a nice glass of 2% milk and a plate with a few of my wife's amazing snickerdoodles. The, the kids always get a big kick out of it. Uh, hey, Mick, just a sec. <laughs> right. Can I ask, does someone actually eat those cookies, or, or do you toss them in the trash before the kids get up? You, why would we toss perfectly good cookies? Well, I'm just, I've had a few of your wife's snickerdoodles, and, yeah. you know, they were they're not real tasty. Oh, no. Well... I must say, I am crestfallen to hear this, and I sure hope my wife Rachel is not listening right now. Well, if she is, maybe she'll try like oatmeal or peanut butter ones next time. I'm just saying. Anyway, I gotta get back to Mick. All right, Mick, uh, I'm back. I'm good to go. Well, Mick, in your wrestling career, you've played many roles over the years, both good guy and also a heel. I myself can relate more to the heel role, as that is how my producer refers to me in staff meetings. She wants me to be more likable, but don't you think life is much more fun as a heel? (laughs) Well, yeah, the heels always had more fun. And uh, the guys who broke in as heels, like I did, like they learned the humility. Like They didn't buy into the (laughs) adoring fan thing. So that, you know, seven years later when the match eventually came, or maybe four years later when I had my first run as a good guy, I had been verbally abused enough and had enough stuff thrown at me that I didn't buy into the idea that I really was a great guy. Uh, so by and large, you find me a good heel, I'll find you deep down a pretty nice guy. Yeah, well, thank you so much for that statement. All right. Well, um, w- when you wrestled, uh, was there, I was just curious about this, there almost had to be. Was there a chiropractor on duty at all times? Because you've taken a lot of nasty spills over the years, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I did. Well, in the dark ages, <laughs> 80s through, like, the early 90s, now, you were kind of on your own, but uh, more and more often, especially in WWE, you'd have uh, chiropractors, not only at the uh, television tapings, but just uh, local guys who wanted to come out and wanted to provide their services. So, uh you know, there was a massage therapist, uh, you know, traveling doctors. Heck yeah. And, uh, physicians. So you needed that stuff. And I did uh, I did get a, uh, an adjustment every now and then. Uh, there was a guy named Francois Petit, and he would be able to, like, put dislocations back in place. And uh, that was really vital. So the same uh, jaw dislocations that would have me uh, unable to chew solid food for weeks could be uh, it could I had no idea that it could be put back into place wow <laughs> at the hands nope. of, a, of a master I was like what I wouldn't have given to knowing this in 1986 well and how about that Hell in a Cell match with The Undertaker in 1998 it was brutal how come you didn't die in that match no normal human being could have survived that well apparently I'm no normal human being <laughs> 
And uh, it's funny you mentioned that because I'm doing a 20 city uh, tour to commemorate the 20th anniversary of the cell. And one of those cities will be Tacoma in the spring. So we're calling it 20 Years of Hell. And it will be specific to that one memorable night when, like you said, I, I should have died. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, yeah. I almost, I mean, I liked it, but at the same time, it, it felt kind of creepy to like it. Yeah, it was. A, yeah, it was. It was. A t- it was a tough one. You know, it was really memorable. It was surreal. All the things that took place in the course of that one evening, and uh, and it's something I've learned not to run from. <laughs> you know, like it is a big part of who I am, and that's why we're celebrating it on stage. Uh, you know, this this coming spring. All right. Well, you know, you're a writer nowadays. Do you find it to be as satisfying uh, as a many times world champion in the ring? Um, in a different way. You know, you don't get the instantaneous feedback, but where I do get the instantaneous feedback is on the stage doing those shows or uh, in the red suit where the audience may be as small as one person, but, you know, you get that feedback from that child and, uh, you know, the, the parents of the child who, uh, in many cases, you know, almost transform back into that innocent state themselves. And, uh, and you see these uh, these looks of joy, especially when someone's taking a photo. They don't know it's me. You know, uh, in most cases, they don't know that <laughs> it's a wrestler. Uh, you know, with a year-long beard that's been bleached white. And uh, if they find out years down the road, you know, it's like, by the way, that guy in that photo, you know. Right. Let me do a little Googling. Right. Makes the uh, instance a little more special. All right. Well, let me remind everyone that your new book, St. Mick, My Journey from Hardcore Legend to Santa's Jolly Elf, is now out at bookstores everywhere. So just ask for it. Um, I, I really, I, we're so uh, pleased that you uh, were able to come back on the show, and we want to thank you so much for calling in. Uh, thanks for taking the time, and Have a nice day. Mr. Mick Foley. In his bright red coat and his tall top hat, he brings you fun and pleasure. In his magic way, he will help you play and fill your life with treasure. Maybe so, but how can I give Christmas presents when I haven't any presents to give? I want to take just a moment of your time to personally wish you sincere season's greetings. I hope you enjoy this record as much as we enjoyed recording it for you. All around the merry Christmas tree There'll be lots of toys for you and me And gifts for all the family All around the merry Christmas tree Henry, you're growing away too fast Christmas Day is gonna be your last Eating the way you do Of course, I never thought about the ones Dad sold How they'd wind up in the oven, too But I'd seen what had happened When the ones he chose And what him and that axe could do Why don't you go home for Christmas? That's a good idea. 
so I can have a happy new year. I really want it. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow is listening. A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight. Walking in the winter wonderland. Gone away is the bluebird, here to stay. Fourteen shopping days till Christmas, there's still time, you insist. Don't delay, or you may never complete your list. Okay, it's, let's hear some live Christmas music right now. Once again, our musical guest, here is Trees and Timber. The Spud Goodman Christmas Special. Hello, this is Emo Phillips, and you, through no fault of your own, are listening to the Spud Goodman Show. Christmas 
is the greatest day, no matter what people may say. Christmas is better than a roll in the hay, except with maybe Susan Day. Christmas is really cool. This year I'm asking for a waiting pool. Christmas is a time for sharing. So somebody please give me my waiting pool. Sing a song a sixpence pocket full of rye For twenty blackbirds baked in a pie When the pie was opened the birds began to sing Twenty-four shopping days till Christmas Could I play a Christmas song? I saw that the station had this in their library, and I've come to like it a lot at this time of year. It's a good one. Sure, I, I trust your taste, Aunt Dorothy. Well, I, I hope it's at least somewhat traditional in its celebration of this glorious holiday season. Shut up. I mean, why not a way in a manger or a little town of Bethlehem? Or because people the- are burned out from hearing those worn-out songs at the mall, Starbucks, Safeway, their dentist office. The Okay, you know, the- oh, all right, all right. So what song are you going to have them play, Mrs. Jarvitz? It's by M.C. Lars, and it's called Gary the Green-Nosed Reindeer. Excellent. It's a neat holiday tune. I think everyone will like it. All right, hit it, guys. In a magical land, in a magical town Santa and his magic elves are hanging around Building magical toys for girls and boys To deliver to the world and bring Christmas joy The reindeer are snug in their snow-covered stable Well, Santa puts turkey on the dinner table But a mile away, huddled in the snow Gary sits scared as the arctic winds blow Alone on his own, forgotten and lost Surviving on roots and the permafrost Dreams of joining Santa's team filled Gary's head And he'd walk by the stable when they had all gone to bed He'd tap on the glass, the reindeer would laugh Cutting Gary's self-esteem, painfully in half. He was Rudolph's half-brother, unplanned, unwanted. By his father's indiscretions, he would be forever haunted. Gary the Green-Nosed Reindeer, reindeer. was of unexpected birth. But one year he saved Christmas, Christmas. and he proved to them his worth. All of the other reindeer, reindeer. used to laugh and make him cry. They never let poor Gary, Gary fly with them up in the sky. In a big dark castle on the other side of town Osama Bin Laden was wearing a frown With a bat on his shoulder decked in a black cape He devised a new plan to make America shake He said, I'll destroy Christmas, here's what I'll do I'll kidnap poor Rudolph as 9-11 part 2 The West will quake when their holiday is gone Then I'll rule the world like my name was Exxon He snuck into the stables so he could steal Rudolph and he left in his jihad mobile Santa found out the news and he said, oh dear Rudolph's gone, there will be no Christmas this year The yells began to cry and the sky turned gray But Gary heard the sobs walking by the day he shared Rudolph's DNA and had someone to say. He said, I can guide your sleigh and make everything okay. Santa said, Who are you? Gary said, I'm Rudolph's half brother. You can tell because my nose is green instead of red. Santa said, Whatever, just put on this harness. So then, one happy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, Say, Gary, with your nose so green, won't you guide my Christmas sleigh? Then all the reindeer loved him, loved him, and they shouted out, Hooray! Hooray! Gary, the green nosed reindeer, reindeer, thanks for saving Christmas Day. And the toys were delivered across the world, bringing Christmas joy to every boy and girl. Osama was fed up and let Rudolph go, and their brothers reunited in the North Pole snow. Rudolph said, hey Gary, I'm sorry we laughed, and left you forgotten, like President Taft. We know it made you cry, we're sorry we were mean, we'd like you to join. 
join our reindeer team And that is how Christmas got its colors From the red and green noses of the reindeer brothers You may see them flying high on Christmas Eve Bringing gifts to little kids like Stacy and Steve And Dennis and Cindy and Claire and Louise PlayStation 2s and Green Day CDs But not a for Osama as they stay in Espanol No GameCube's in his stocking, now Santa brings him coal Gary the green-nosed reindeer, reindeer Was of unexpected birth but one year he saved Christmas. Christmas, and he proved to them his worth. All of the other reindeer, reindeer, used to laugh and make him cry. They never let poor Gary, Gary, fly with them up in the sky. So then one happy Christmas Eve, Santa came to say, say, Gary, with your nose so green, won't you guide my Christmas sleigh? Then all the reindeer loved him, loved him, and they shouted out, hooray, hooray, Gary, the green nose reindeer, reindeer, thanks for saving Christmas Day. This is the Spud Goodman Christmas Special. Ho, ho, ho. You're tuned in on Santa Claus. A Merry Christmas, everyone. Santa hopes you all have fun. So hang the holly, ring the chimes. May Christmas bring you jolly times. Mr. Goodman, the interns have asked me to give you this present. Really? We, okay. we took up a collection. Do you want it now or do you want to wait until we're off the air? Well, we said no gifts this year, but what is it? A toy? Is it like something I can eat? Because uh, I'm really hungry right now. I, I'm not going to lie. Um, I think on those TV commercials for Lexapro, I heard one of the many side effects, you know, besides diarrhea and a high fever, is extreme hunger. Uh, you you want me to Google it now or like uh, call a pharmacist? No, 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 no. Spud, do you feel lightheaded? No, my, my stomach is just growling intensely right now hmm. as I'm starving. I mean, I'll eat anything. Razzleberry dressing. So do you want the present or not? Well, if it's not food, you can give it to me later. I don't think it's anything you can eat, but I didn't buy it. So do you want me to shake it and guess what it is? No, don't shake my Christmas present. It might be something really nice and you're going to break it or something. With what they collected from us, I didn't think so. But I will put it over here by the soundboard. Yeah, now you can go back to playing some stupid game on your phone. Actually, I was watching Netflix. Uh, fine. Chance, you might want to go back with the uh, other interns now. Yes, Chance. And I know for a fact that triple dose of Lexapro has definitely worn off. I see the warning signs of a potential major tantrum coming on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Spud with an empty stomach is not a pleasant experience. Everything bad that can happen to a person has happened to me. Yeah, we don't want that on the Christmas Hey, guys, I'm sitting right here. I mean, you're insinuating I'm a prima donna or something. Well... You know, which I'm not. You know, I'm just going to end this damn show now so I can hit Jack in the Box on my way home. What are you people? On dope? 
I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao, and oh yeah, Merry Christmas, and Happy Hanukkah, Feliz Navidad, and Happy Kwanzaa. And now let's play some more Christmas music, like the TV TV's holiday classic, uh, Daddy Drank Our Christmas Money, so I can get the hell out of here. Ciao. Hey, Daddy loves you, all my little kids. That's why it hurts me to say Santa won't be coming by this year. I'm really sorry, kids, but you spent all the money on alcohol. And you won't be getting any presents. Goodman Show is produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions and recorded at NWCZ Radio. Engineer Mike Renville, executive producer Lori Madsen. Written and directed by Spud Goodman. Associate producer and video director TJ Pites. Production assistants Brian Martin and Chance Morrison. Original music by Mike Spots and Tom Harmon. On-air talent Rob McGee, David Deere, Pam McGee, and Tom Nolan. Copyright 2017 Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking.